You are listening to the Way of Consciousness Radio Network programming to help you explore and rediscover and remember your inner divinity. This is a production of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure which could by its very nature set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of God is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive community of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development in seminary courses for to ordain ministry. If you feel called to be a part of OFJ community or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership in the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ community's mission is to offer spiritual support Friendship and direction to all. Now, to our program. This is the Way of Consciousness. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Way of Consciousness this Thursday afternoon, August the 18th, 2011. And we also want to thank our listeners who will be listening later on demand to our archive shows. We appreciate all of your listening support and welcome you to the Way of Consciousness. I'm Linda Marie Nelson. I'm a member of the Order of the Friends of Yeshua, and my co-hosts this this afternoon are Bishop Lee Allen Peterson out of Texas and Father Brian Michael Rice out of the beautiful upstate New York. Uh, Father Brian Michael Rice is our executive producer of the radio show, and we appreciate all of his efforts in bringing this programming to you. This afternoon, we're going to continue our journey of the heart, and um, and we're going to talk about how self-forgiveness uh, leads to uh, creation, a better creation of the life that we're experiencing. So without further ado, let me welcome uh, Lee Peterson and and Brian Rice to the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? I'm doing great. How 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 are you, Father Brian? I'm good, Bishop Lee, and Lynn Marie, hi to you too, and I hope uh this is gonna be a great program. I, I know, I just feel it. Yep, I do too. And I, I, I uh I'm really, really grateful to be in this company and I feel very, very blessed to be part of this journey with both Brian and and Lee and um I would ask uh before we get started on the lesson uh if uh, uh maybe Bishop Lee can start the lesson for this this afternoon but Brian would you lead us in an opening prayer please Absolutely If everyone would just take a, a deep breath and, and close your eyes and turn away from the outside world for just a moment and close that door and go within where you'll meet the, the divine compassion of loving God. And, Father, Mother, we, we ask not only for your love and your infinite blessings, but for your presence all abiding to be with us, to guide our every action and, and words, and let the words that come from us today be used for the purposes of furthering the peace, the growth of peace on this planet. And, and then in the hearts of all of our listeners, be that abiding presence and be the enthusiasm, the enthusiasm for wanting to bring the message of compassion, unconditional love, and healing to the world. So be the, let us be the conduits for healing this day. And we, we thank you, and so it is. Amen. Amen, so it thank is. Thank you. Oh, that was good. Very nice. Oh. Okay. And, 
I was going to do a little something before we actually began. In the okay. very front of the book of the Way of Mastery uh, is a promise. And I just wanted to read that promise because I, I think it's beautiful. You remember this is how it got started many years ago. Right. I'll, I'll, yeah, quite by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it? That was uh-huh. the promise that day, was it not, Bishop Lee? It was. It was. And and then we found the book. Interesting how God works. It is amazing. He's amazing. Amazing. So it begins like this. I promise you this. If you become wholly committed to awakening from the dream you have dreamt since the stars first began to appear in the heavens, and if your one desire is to be only what God created, then lay at the altar of your heart with every breath, everything you think you know, everything you think you need, and look lovingly upon every place that fear has made a home in your mind and allow correction to come. It will come. Regardless of how you experience it, it will come. And the day and the moment will arise, and all of your pain and fear and suffering will have vanished like a wind that pushes the foam of the wave away, revealing the clarity of the ocean beneath you. You will literally feel throughout your being that there never was a dream. Some memories might remain with you, and you will know that somewhere you must have dreamt a dream or had a thought of wondering what it would be like to be other than the way God created you. But it will be such a faint echo that it will leave no trace upon you. In your heart, you will smile gently regardless of the circumstances in which you find yourself, and there will be peace from the crown of the head to the tips of the toes, and that peace will walk before you wherever you go. It will enter a room before you enter it with a body, and those who are becoming sensitive will wonder who has come into their place, and some will even say, Behold, I believe Christ has come for dinner, and you will be that one, for that is who you are, Christ eternal. Hmm. Thank you for reading that. I, I hadn't read that in a while, and I forgot how powerful and profound it is. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Yes, and that's what started us on our course. Yes. Indeed, that is exactly what started us, that very passage. And uh, so here we are on page 31. If any of uh, the listeners have texts, it's the power of forgiveness. And we uh, we left off, and I'll read some of the text so we can get uh, back into the flow. That very thought that you would claim as your own, from which you have created the world of your own personal experience, is also literally the result of your prayer to awaken. And the Father is creating, assisting you to create just those experiences as stepping stones that carry you from where you are to where God is. The result is that your ordinary daily life is the most perfect ashram you could ever be within. It is the holy city to which it is wise to make a pilgrimage every day, which means to bring awareness and commitment to exactly what you are experiencing, to be thankful for it, to bless it, to embrace it, to become vigilant, and to be mindful and to ask this question, what is this moment teaching me? You know, I think that th- this is something that I think a lot of us 
throughout the course, we have a tendency to forget. When we begin this course, we are asking to awaken from the dream that we have been dreaming. And that dream is a dream of separation. That dream is a dream of uh, being something other than we were created to be. And so that now that we ask to awaken, God is going to support us in that awakening process. So here we find God is going to assist us by bringing experiences into our lives that will be stepping stones to our own awakening. Uh, and the faster that we awaken is is uh, in correlation to our ability to be to realize it, to recognize it as just that, uh, and being thankful for it, to bless it, to embrace it, to be vigilant and to be mindful. So when you when when something happens in, in your life, you can say, "What is this moment teaching me?" That's the redemptive question. What is this moment teaching me? And if we can look at everything in our life from that standpoint, because that's exactly what's happening when when we begin when we begin this course. A lot of people expect God to be flashy and miracles to be, you, you know. Uh, big and flashy events in our lives but most often they're not take the example of Christ when when Christ first appeared as Jesus people were expecting a great warrior king mhm yeah and what they got was an innocent little babe not hardly what they had expected and so many refused to accept it the same is true today the the most insignificant meeting that you might have with another person, the most seemingly insignificant detail in your life, can actually be the most important. So always keep that in mind. From the moment you begin this course, and for the rest of your life, <laughs> every moment is an opportunity to love and to grow. You want to take it from there, Father Brian? Yeah, right after the question, what is uh -huh. the moment teaching me, right? Yeah, certainly. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Having given that as background and foundation, remember that you do not experience anything that is called an ordinary moment. In each and every moment, extraordinary things are occurring. Extraordinary things are occurring in which the whole of the universe is conspiring, which means to breathe together. The universe is conspiring with you to awaken you and to heal you. Trust it. Love it. That these things are true, and I assure you that they are, means that your life, the very life you are living, is equal in power and majesty and effectiveness to any life that has ever been lived. It means that your very life is equal to the one that I lived. For it is bringing you home, as my life was my pathway home to God. Hmm. I think oh, that beautiful. needs some commenting. That, that, wow. I love the explanation of conspiring. You know, I think of inspiration and expiration, the breathing of life in and out, and conspiring, meaning to breathe together. I, I just love that. And... You know, I think about what you were sharing earlier about a family member uh, uh, being in the hospital and how challenging that could be. And yet, mm -hmm. if we if we understand that um, nothing we experience is ordinary, and in each and every moment, extraordinary things are happening, and that we're a part of that, and it has majesty and power and effectiveness. I, I just think that's just so powerful if we could look at, just all the events, whether they're whatever they are. Yeah. And what what strikes me is is the sentences in here that he says that our life, our lives are all equal in the eyes of God. Mm -hmm. No one is more important 
No one is least important. How often have we been taught that we're unworthy? We're unworthy because we've so-called sinned. We're unworthy because uh, we're women. We're unworthy because we're black. We're unworthy because uh, we part our hair on the left and not on the right. Or even worse, we have no hair on top. (laughs) But, But all those little things... That we we that other people tell us are even worse that we tell ourselves to yeah. to support our littleness to support our weakness when when he is saying when Christ is telling us that we're as important as he is to God there's no difference we are that one and that's that's just amazing to me and and you know it's not something that we should let our egos <laughs> hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but something that is the truth of who we are. And we need to pay attention to that. We need to realize that we are unique and wondrously made. And, you know, go ahead, pat yourself on the back. You have the Father within you. You and the Father are one, and that's just beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. Equal in power, majesty, and effectiveness. Yes. Of course, we don't want to say we're as effective as the President of the United States, but... <laughs> you, would have, you would have to bring that up with you. <laughs> oh, are are as effective as our Congress may be. <laughs> but we are as effective as as uh, the, the person that mows our yard, <laughs> in which we can see results. So, that's that's my political commentary for, for the day. Bishop <laughs> Linda Marie, do you want to continue? <laughs> sure. Vote for your yard man. (laughs) I would in a heartbeat, actually. To build on what I shared earlier, the third axiom or principle could be encapsulated in this way. I do not live any ordinary moments. With each breath, my experiences are the stepping stones laid before me of God to guide me home. I will bring awareness to each moment and allow it to teach me how to forgive, how to embrace, how to love, and therefore, how to live fully. And the key word for me in that reading that was allowing. Allowing that to come in, allowing it to... Uh, teach me, allowing it to come into my awareness, to allow it to to help me forgive. And, and here we have a real key and, and, and a little switcheroo. We've been learning that we create all of our experiences and that we are powerful creators. But now we introduce the idea of allowing God to enter that process, you see, and Mm -hmm. to set before us those things from which we must choose. You see, and and the key to that, you're exactly right, it's allowing. It's allowing and recognizing what is going on. Right. So in your ordinary moments, a thousand times each day, you will be confronted by opportunities to be disturbed. And in that very same moment, you are being given the blessing of the opportunity to choose peace, to remember, to cultivate a perception of your brother or sister 
that is a perception birthed out of the mind of Christ or out of the Christ mind, not the egoic mind. Forgiveness, then, can be practiced diligently. And you will not need to look too far. You will not need to make a pilgrimage to some far city. You do not need to go sit in a cave in the mountains somewhere to discover the way to God. It is all around you because you can only be where you have decreed to be. You have decreed to be there because you, as soul, truly want nothing more than to awaken your life just as it is unfolding moment to moment is meant for you. Mm. Yeah. That's, you know, that, was, that's really... Go ahead. It reminds me of what you were saying earlier. It doesn't have to be some extraordinary event, but we find God in the ordinary moments, no matter what the moment is. We, If we allow and know um, just to embrace everything. That's right. The power of God transforms an ordinary moment into an extraordinary one. So, in fact, you have no, even though your moments appear to be ordinary, depending on how you look at them and what you do with them, they become extraordinary. And, you know, the, the this very idea, I, I've often said your life is your ministry. Your life is also your pathway home. And th- there's only, you know, we've heard, that, oh, there's only one way to God. And, and then you come back and you go, oh, no, there are many paths. But in reality, there is only one pathway to God. And that's your life. Your life is your pathway to God. And and so uh, how quickly you get there and how many side roads that you take along the way, that's up to you. God lays the, 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 the stepping stones before you, almost like he's doing it one stone at a time. So if you go to the right or if you go to the left or you go straight ahead, you know, there's stone. Now, you may have to have ten extra stones to get back to the <laughs> to the middle road once you take a detour. But he's laying those stones there for you. And he says, and if this is true, and I assure you that it is, the way to God can only be found in your willingness to embrace and live fully the very life that is within you and that unfolds through you with each moment. To live without fear, to go forward, to indeed trust and embrace the very power and the majesty that is the seed, the soil, and the ground from which your life's experience is unfolding. It is precious. It is extraordinary. It is blessed. And it is given to you of God. Would you not embrace the blessing of your life and sanctify it to keep it holy and recognize that your life is worthy of your respect? It does not matter what anybody else thinks. It matters what you think. Beloved friends, your life, your life is your way home. If you do not live it fully, how can you ever arrive home? Therefore, fear not your greatness. Fear not the power that comes from embracing your life and claiming its value. Live it in full. Live it full out with every bit of passion that you can muster. Embrace every second of life. Every time you wash your dish in your cup after breakfast, 
look upon these sayings and say, My God, this is my life. This is my pathway home, and I'm going to live it. You know, St. Paul tells us, he says, It is not I who live, but now it is Christ who lives within me, or it is Christ who lives as me. In other words, he's seeing that his very life is Christ. And that's what we have to see, that our lives are Christ. How worthy is that? How worthy is Christ? And so we must embrace our life in realizing the truth of our life and live from that and live from you know how does that change how does that change the way you look you know what if jesus came in and washed your dishes for you you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean really if Jesus came in and washed your dishes, you know, first of all, you'd be protesting. No, 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 no. Someone as great as you cannot wash a, wash a dish. Now, I try to tell people that, but they just don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know for a fact there are people who will have Christ washing dishes. <laughs> and that's as it should be. That's as it should be, because what are we learning? It's those ordinary moments in which we wash our dish, in, in, in which we clean our room, in which we wash our car. Those are the very moments when we can learn the most about our pathway home, much more than you'll ever learn in a church. You will learn from your ordinary daily experiences. And that's just fantastic. How it is, simple the truth is. <clears throat> it is so simple. And we just have to make the decision to allow that, to know that, because we're so conditioned to think otherwise that we have to follow some rigid path and we have to believe certain things and pray certain prayers and, you know, <clears throat> get on our knees at a certain time of day and so forth in order to gain. God's favor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and to get home when we don't, when we just have to know that God is in every ordinary moment, and that's the pathway home. When when there's no division between what is sacred and what is secular, as as we would say, uh, all your life is sacred. There are no secular moments. Every every bit of your life is just as sacred as the next, whether you're spending it in the bathroom or in the church. Makes absolutely no difference to God. You are at every moment living a sacred life because life itself is sacred. Yep. You wanna you wanna read the next paragraph? Go ahead, Father Brian. Father Brian, are you there? I guess he had to step away. I'll go ahead and, and uh, pick that up if I can remember where we were. Precious friends. Precious friends, in this way you will come to forgive yourself of the judgments you have made. For who among you is not known has not known the feeling of saying, God, my life is just not worth very much. I will never be like him or her or so-and-so down the street. I will never have enough money. Not enough people are going to know me. And when will my work ever get out as big as that person's work did? And on and on. But I say unto you, every time you have judged yourself, you have weakened yourself. Now that's powerful. That is. That, that's amazing, isn't it? Every time you have judged yourself, you have weakened yourself. Every time you have judged yourself or another, you have slipped down the mountain another notch. When your desire is really to be at the summit. 
Judge. So it's just a, it's just really amazing. It really is. You know, a lot of times we don't think of our judgments as being uh, <clears throat> that powerful. You know, how many of us have ever thought, took the time to think, that if we judge another, we're judging ourselves? And that if we, we judge another, we're weakening ourselves. Because we're saying to that person, you are not worthy. Exactly. And that person is us. And we'll see in a few minutes uh, in this discussion exactly how that works. So let's begin with how forgiveness heals. Understanding these things, let us look more closely at forgiveness. How does it work? What really occurs when you forgive? You are a conduit of energy. To the degree that the conduit is in perfect working order, the energy can flow so radiantly that the conduit actually becomes transparent. That is, it no longer blocks. There is no barrier or limit to the light. When you judge, it is as though you ha- you've contracted and made the walls of the conduit smaller, just like building up rust in your pipes, and the flow becomes less and less. As you forgive judgments, it is as though the rust in the pipes is dissolving. It is as though the walls of the pipe that are carrying the liquid of God's love begin to expand and become thinner and thinner and more transparent. Judgment is contraction. Forgiveness is relaxation or peace, trust, and faith. You know, that, and, and that's, that's, that's a, a real point to make. When you're in judgment, you, if you will notice your body language, when you're going, oh, thank God I'm not as that person over there. Why, I pray ten times a day, and he only prays two, and I pay $50 a week, and he only pays five. Thank God that I am not as that poor, wretched tax collector. <laughs> and while, exactly. while, you're making the, while you're making those judgments, your, 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 your fists are clenched, you can just feel yourself contracting. And it's it's the same contraction that fear is. Exactly. You, you know, know, quantum science, um, there's an experiment, and um, many people talk about it, but the one that stands out in my mind is one uh, that Greg Braden spoke about. And they did an experiment where they took um, some... Uh, saliva out of someone's mouth and got the you know the the cells and the DNA and put it in a petri dish and they took the petri dish you know some miles away in another laboratory and they monitored a person uh, from whom they took the DNA and they would show them different things first they would show them movies uh, that were very scary and of course the physical body contracts but so does the DNA strands the double helix strands expand and contract and then they would show the person something happy, and the strands would would relax, and something sad, and you know uh, something that was very you know heart wrenching, and and the, and the the DNA contracted, not only in the man, real time sitting in the chair whose DNA was being monitored as he was watching the movie, but simultaneously in the petri dish some miles away. The DNA, his DNA was responding exactly the same at the same moment. So it's not just the physiology, uh, the, the muscle structure and our body contracts, but the very substance, the very life force of who we are contracts and expands. And as Dr. Bruce Lipton tells us in, you know, uh, Biology of Belief, and he's a cellular biologist, you know, that memory gets stored. And so we we carry this around with us. 
we carry the, these responses, this this judgment, this contraction. Our body remembers it. And if we don't remember consciously, we actually re- remember it on a cellular level. And that's pretty profound. But really, so often, you know, and so oftentimes people behave. Sometimes, I know we've all done things, I know, you know, just sort of spontaneously, and we think, well, you know, why did I do that? Or why did I say that? I have no idea what made me do that or say that or feel that way. So we have to be so conscious. If we would just simply allow everything and observe it, you know, and realize that if I judge it, I'm creating a contraction on every level of my being. But if I just forgive it, or if I just allow it, if I just see see it as part of my way home, as part of my journey, to embrace it, to trust it, to have faith and peace, um, it can shift us right down to the very core of who we are. And I think open us more to the divinity, the presence of that uh, God consciousness within us. Really open us up. And that's what it's talking about. It says forgiveness is relaxation, peace, trust, and faith. And you could almost say the words. Yes. Um, Father Brian, would you like to comment on that? Am Am I on here? Yes. Can you give us some okay. comment about the, the, the effect of, of judging and the effect of allowing and forgiveness? Well, you know, I actually, I'll use an ex- example in my life right now, um, which I think is very timely, and I'm trying to release uh, the judgment, I mean, that, that I, we're all subject to, but, you know, I know a lot, I've allowed it to creep in, and over the years living uh, upstairs from, my father-in-law, who, you know, he has a cynical view on life, and he's been formed by his circumstances. And, I, you know, I I cast judgment sometimes when I think I'm holier than thou. But, um, you know, now he's in a place of extreme uh, suffering and extreme vulnerability. And I'm seeing the effects of not only my forgiveness, but just the simple using relaxation, peace, and, and, and trust that, what I'm doing in the presence I am for him now is doing a lot more good than the judgment that I, I cast in moments where I sent out a vibration that was not loved. And I can totally relate to this whole concept of contraction and expansion. And, um, you know, today, you know, I just being a sensitive person, very intuitive, being in a hospital all day and, you know, I had I opened myself up because I opened my heart up to my father-in-law today when I did a healing for him, and you know, I I feel like I took on his fear. I know, you know, Christ took on our burdens and our karma and all that, and he he was able to do that. And I know it's not we're not always called to take in necessarily the energy of another person, but I, it can be you know when you share in somebody's sufferings uh, in. You know, when you're there when they weep and you're there when they laugh, you know, it's a great blessing to be able to do both. And, and the fear aspect and judgment aspect, um, you know, I see the power uh, to affect people. I've seen it around me recently, and it's, it's, it's very alive and very real. And I, I, I'll tell you, I felt that fear today. I felt the contraction. That's the best word I can use to describe it. And just in simply listening to you guys read texts and be here together, you know what? I just keep taking deep breaths, and I just I can I sigh, I release, I'm releasing that fear, and, it, and I be, I feel like I'm expanding uh, just through these words, hearing these words, and I hope the same thing is happening for those who are listening to us, because I mean, mo- words are not just meant to be read on a page. Uh, words that are liberating are meant to be heard and felt, and you know that's what's happening for me. And even even us sort of in clergy, you know, we we have we we fight our battles, and we're we're vulnerable at times. And 
we need to be strengthened. And I, I, I'm thankful that I have you two together with each week to do this because this is one one empowering uh, encounter in, in my life that I'm able to have. And so I hope other people gather and do the same thing in like in a like manner that we are doing. So just I have to say thank you for allowing for being the space for which this healing and this releasement of fear is happening for me right before we uh right as we broadcast. That's wonderful, Father Brian. Well, Thank that's you for, fantastic, Father. That's amazing. And that's you know, great. you know what's interesting, uh Father Brian, <laughs> the sentence here says forgiveness allows the spaciousness within our consciousness to grow. And that's what you were describing just now exactly. And I didn't look ahead. I, I swear, I didn't read ahead to that I know part. you didn't. I, I know you didn't. That's why I was reading it because it was exactly what was coming up about that. You described exactly what this is talking about and what happens. I also want to mention real, real quickly, we have a couple of callers on the line, and we welcome you and we thank you for listening and being a part of of this effort. And if you would like to. Uh, ask a question or make a comment at any time, just press 1 on your phone and that will indicate uh, your willingness to participate. Uh, Bishop Lee, I turn it over to you. Oh, oh. I muted my microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Forgiveness allows a spaciousness, spaciousness within your consciousness to grow. For when you look upon the thief that has broken into your home and say, I forgive you. You are decreeing the opposite of what you have learned. You are decreeing that nothing can be taken from you of any value. You are decreeing that judgment is the opposite of what you want, and it will cause you to feel the opposite of how you want to feel. You are decreeing your power to perceive differently. You are therefore healing yourself. Mm. Wow. That is that is extremely powerful. That we heal ourselves through forgiveness. And that's what Brian because was sharing with us, wasn't he, in his experience? That's right. Wow. So if you ever want to come home, you're going to have to become very, very divinely selfish. You're going mm. to have to become so selfish that you will not tolerate judgment in yourself of any one or anything because you will begin to recognize that every such act catapults you to the other side of the universe from where you want to be. <laughs> and that, that's so true. Judgment causes the very, and this is what you were talking about before. <laughs> oh, my God. This is what I was talking about earlier. Wow. Quantum mechanics and quantum physics. Go ahead and read that then. <laughs> okay. Judgment causes the very cellular structure to break down. If you could see this, you would never judge again. When you judge, even the cells of your body go crazy. I cannot believe I just shared that other thing. They wow. vibrate in a completely dis dissonant way there is contraction the fluids do not move through the cells the nutrients do not become transported or delivered to the cells the waste matter is not processed properly everything gets clogged up and there is dis-ease therefore beloved friends understand well that the judgment is not something to take light should you then judge yourself if you have noticed you have been in judgment? No. That is a judgment in itself. Only love can heal. Therefore, when you know you have judged, simply say, ah, yes, there's that energy. I recognize that cloud that has just passed through the field of my awareness, but now I can choose again. Hallelujah. Yes. So the next time <laughs> the next time you're constipated, don't take X-Lax. <laughs> Please. Take some forgiveness. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh. I 
think it's you back know, to the monastery was, with him. So <laughs> 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 you know, my dad, when he, when my father started practicing forgiveness uh, in his uh, encounter with the Course of Miracles, you know, that word is used so much but in, as it is in this text. And he started telling the people at work who were being difficult, who would use the F-bomb, and he would always say, well, I got another F-word for you. He says, I forgive you, and because my dad's a general manager, and he has all these truck drivers working underneath him, and they, they're always cussing and, you know, excuse my word, bitching about the day, and, you know, then they use the F-bomb, and my dad says, well, I'll, I'll throw an F-bomb out there. I forgive you, and then and it, it just, they didn't know what to say. It shut him right up. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they weren't expecting that, were they? No. Amazing. So, so how does this work, Father Brian? How does this work? I, well, I mean, it's so it's such a it's an amazing thing. It's so simple. I mean, it's it's forgiving. Forgiving means to give ahead of time. It's like if I mean, it's like God already you know God doesn't have to forgive anything because we we don't do anything to for, to offend God, but I mean, we we have to do that in order to be healed and to re- realign ourselves with our with our true selves, the Christ mind. But you know, it means none other than healing. It means none other than realigning. I, I mean, this is this is a simple readjustment of thought. It's like you know, um, maybe you're driving on the highway, and it just might mean switching lanes. It's just taking another neural path in our in our mind, making a new neural groove or a new canal of thought, you know, and just allow that life force to flow through you, that love to flow through you. Be a channel. Just open up the channel and just say, be, be that peace. And, you know, and when you are, it, when you when you are love, then it, it'll, it resonates from you. And that's why he, people were able to be healed by Yeshua, just by touching his his cloak or his garment. I mean, because love was there. It was, I mean, people who were uh-huh. in need of forgiveness, people who were in need of forgiveness themselves, not not because of sinning, but because they needed to forgive themselves, were able to forgive themselves because they were, they had love, perfect love mirrored to them. I mean, that's what forgiveness is, perfect love mirrored to you, or the perfect image of who you are as a son and daughter of God. Absolutely. 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 So, and so, so, so as it, yeah, go ahead, Lee. So as, as the, uh, when that happens, when it comes up before you, then you do have the ability to say, I'm getting back to the text now. Oh, that's I'm where you were trying to lead me. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> no, but I, no, you weren't. You were exactly right on. You just said it in different words. You, I, right. I was listening to you and reading the text at the same time. You were saying the same thing. It, I didn't really was, was, the question. I'm sorry, but hey, it's all in divine good. I hope order. I hope. Yeah, I th- because God is truly leading this discussion. He goes, "I am going to choose again." You have that ability. You know the experience of looking back in your life and suddenly seeing a scene in which now you know you have behaved selfishly from the ego and that you were manipulative or cunning or hurtful. You know, I can remember a time when I considered those words compliments. Or <laughs> 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 you recognize, my God, I was really in judgment of that person. Oh, if only I could change and go back and undo it. And then he says, know you that feeling? Kind of Yoda-ish. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we do. We do know this, you know. Absolutely. I've looked back on my life, but you know what the glory of that is? Because we're remembering it, it's coming right before us again, and we can choose again. So I say unto you, you can, because, and here we go, everything is present. There is no such thing as a past and future. There is only now. So when you have that thought or that memory, it is coming to you for a very specific reason. As a soul, you are learning about forgiveness and how to undo the effects of your previous choices. 
And so it's being presented to you yet again that you might make a new choice. You see, it doesn't actually have to be an experience. You don't have to, to go back and re-experience everything that, that you have experienced right. in order to forgive it. You can just remember it. Exactly. We are truly wondrously made. We really are. This oh, reminds me so yeah. so much of, of Eckhart Tolle's work in the in the the Power of Now or A New Earth, where he's talking about this very thing. It's in the moment of realization. Uh oh, wait a minute. I said I was being selfish. That's it. That's enlightenment, and we choose not to do that again. We can make another choice, and it heals what we think is quote the past is then healed in that moment. You know what's awesome? What's totally awesome is we'll forever have a second choice. Always have that, se- or not second, we'll have the second choice, a second chance to choose again. Always, because we're forgiven, I mean, or well, we're not forgiven, we're seen as, as being in God's likeness. I mean, we're loved, we're, because we're loved, that'll be our, I'm sorry, I had a little bit of feedback there. But we can always have that second chance. That's just great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when that old memory comes, stay with it. Look at it. Recognize how judgment worked at that time. And then say to that person or that event, I judge you not. I extend forgiveness to myself for what I have created. I embrace you and I love you. I free you to be yourself. I bless you with the blessing of Christ. So that that's you know that's amazing. We can change it just that quickly. Then see how that image or that memory began to gently dissolve into light until there is no trace of it left, and be done with it. There's that's the key. the key. Be done with it. Right away, the mind says. But when I kicked that little boy in the shins when I was four years old just to watch him scream, he's not there. And the question is answered with another question. Isn't he? The body is not here, but the body is not quite the soul. All minds are joined. It means that where you extend forgiveness within the consciousness within your emotional field to another, whether they be physically present or not, you are extending to them exactly what you could extend to them if they were physically in front of you. Boy, and, and, and Father Brian, your experience with, with the fear of that, uh, what you were talking about earlier, boy, can't you, you can see now that, that you were joined to him. You were experiencing his fear as your own. That's true. You see what I'm saying? You were yeah, because you became empathic, what we call empathic. And so you were experiencing all the fear that was in the room as your very own. And why would that happen? So you could forgive it. Exactly. Because we're called to a ministry yeah. of reconciliation. So it's 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 your job to forgive that, and in forgiving yourself, who else are you forgiving? Everyone connected to you. Wow, that's powerful. Sure, that's is. powerful. So really that's is. why he said, if if you if you commit murder in your heart, it's the same thing as committing the murder to the body. You see what I'm saying? This is the opposite mm-hmm. of that. It's saying whatever you forgive in your heart, it's the same as forgiving it in the body. Same. You know, it reminds me also... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. It also reminds me of what you bind on earth, you bind in heaven. It's the same thing. It's all about love and forgiveness. Right. Everybody takes that wrong. Oh, I have such great power. I can bind your sins here. Oh, gosh. There. (laughs) I didn't I didn't sit there and say, Oh I mean, okay, I'm forgiving your sins or anything because I was seeing him in his perfect state and I knew that if I, I if I saw him in his perfect state then the anointing that I did apply 
would be beneficial to him at some level. Exactly. Yeah, and isn't that the true meaning of loose? Exactly. I think so. It that's really exactly. that's the tr- that's the true meaning of loose. You loose them from the bonds that tell them they're not who they are. Exactly. I'd like to bring in one other point. And this happened to me in my life with my father. My father had some serious emotional and and mental problems, and he was a very, very difficult man. And he pretty much left the world where he self-estranged himself from the family. But when he passed away, I had just a miraculous moment of forgiving him. Even though he wasn't physically in front of me, I felt that forgiveness because I felt love towards my father that I had never felt before. So we're talking about things that happened in the past, things whether this person is still living or not is irrelevant. God transcends everything. Everything. And you're getting into the next paragraph. <laughs> okay. Without Why don't knowing, I read it? Isn't then? that beautiful? Okay. It is. I love how start this out all works. With, start out with even even if they were. Okay. Start out there. Even if they were, they still have to receive it, do they not? They still have their choice to make whether to accept forgiveness or to remain in judgment of you. And that is their issue and not yours. Well, and is that not liberating? Oh, my gosh. It's not about them, you know, living happily ever after. And, I mean, I think about Christ, you know, when things got tenuous along his journey, he would just walk away. He didn't proselytize. He didn't argue. He didn't defend himself. But he forgave and he moved forward and allowed that person to choose whether they wanted to be angry or not. Yeah, he and, had and it's so it is so you know, when they were asking, well, well, who are you? And he would look at him and go, well, who do you say I am? <laughs> it's exactly. Not I know I, I know who I am. Who do you think I am? <laughs> exactly, because their judgment of him is irrelevant. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's their situation, not yours. If somebody's hating on you and you forgive them and they continue to hate on you, don't go, oh, no, they hated on me. Don't do not do that. Say, hey, I've done everything I can. That's, that's your problem, bud. <laughs> yeah, it's time to shake the dust from your sandals and just move forward in love and that's forgiveness. Right. That's right. And so I, the, the, the next little paragraph is the most you know, is very important. Go ahead and read that. Understand then that you are dealing with consciousness. You are not a physical being. You are spirit. You are intimately linked with all minds at all times. Therefore, forgiveness of another can occur any time that you decide it can occur. Anyone you have ever believed has wronged you, you can be forgiven by you in this very moment. I can't believe this. Anytime you have judged another and therefore been in judgment of yourself, you can undo that in the very present moment simply by making a different choice. And it is. I, I know what I that can is. Tell it, you, infers, it infers that you just simply made a mistake. It doesn't. It doesn't connote you, damn sinner. You just messed up. It just connotes, okay, you made a mistake, or here's a better you way. Missed of looking. Just, you missed the mark. Yeah, you missed the mark. Yeah, you missed the mark. Sin means you missed the mark. Not that you're that's going all. to hell. That's, that's, that's sin right. is nothing more than, than an oops. And we should call it oops. <laughs> we oops. From now on, we're going to call sin oops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Oh. You need to write another gospel about that. You have yeah. made an oops. 
it even well, sounds I think, I think I think we've reached a good place to conclude for this uh session of um the way of consciousness and i i just love how uh, this last bit talks about that we're dealing with consciousness and so hence the name of our show because it's all about our consciousness and um because we're not physical beings we're spirit hallelujah thank yeah, you yeah. father brian um uh, for Welcome. being here today under you know under some difficult situation with family members in the hospital always makes life uh, a little bit more challenging and um i want to thank all of our listeners for your amazing su- support we have such a wonderful listening audience both live and um on our on demand archives and we are truly grateful uh for your for your listening support and uh, we appreciate you and uh, if there's anything uh, we can do for you uh, to help you on your spiritual journey, um, to join in other conversations or classes that we offer, uh, please send us an email, ofjcommunity at gmail.com. And you'll notice on if you're online at uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash way of consciousness, uh, you will see... Um, on some of our shows, there's a kind of a changing little um, slideshow, and it you can get a listing of all of our websites. Um, at the end of the program, uh, they will be given to you. And so please feel free to contact us or learn more about us. Um, uh, we would welcome your comments and feedback, and we would uh, appreciate knowing what other things you might be willing uh, to have us discuss here. Uh, because we're here to serve. So thank you, Father Brian, Michael Rice, and thank you. He's our executive producer of the show, and we appreciate you. Uh, This is Linda Marie Nelson, and I'd like to turn it over to um, uh, Bishop Lee Allen Peterson. Would you close us uh, with a prayer, please, and a blessing? Yes. All Divine Spirit, cleanse us of every little piece of dust, of every little contraction. Allow us to forgive ourselves and each other so that we may shine forth with your light so that all men may see it and rejoice in their creation. Amen. Amen. And let us go forward and let us go forward and oops no more. That sounds like a plan. Again, okay. we thank you. God bless you. everybody. We God bless you and we thank you. Thank you for listening to The Way of Consciousness here on the Way of Consciousness Radio Network. Programming to inspire you to live from the divine indwelling within you. This was a production of The Order of the Friends of Yeshua. The Order of the Friends of Yeshua community was created to offer support to those who continually seek to embody the Christ message of love, forgiveness, compassion, oneness, and peace. OFJ is not interested in creating yet another worldly structure, which could, by its very nature, set itself apart and seeks not to focus on the personhood of Yeshua, Jesus, but to share in the divine realization that he came to share with us, which is that we are all created in the image and likeness of God, and that the kingdom of heaven is within. OFJ Community is an all-inclusive fellowship of spiritual seekers. We offer dialogue and studies for deep inner spiritual development and seminary courses for ordained ministry. If you feel called to be part of OFJ Community, or to receive our monthly newsletter, please send an email to ofjcommunity at gmail.com. That's ofjcommunity at gmail.com. We'll be happy to send you information about membership and the various programs we offer. In these times of great change, OFJ Community's mission is to offer spiritual support, friendship, and direction to all. You can find us on the World Wide Web at ofjcommunity.org.
ofjmediamonastery.info on YouTube at www.youtube.com slash user slash OFJTV to find us in the Apostolic Communion. You may find us at apostoliccommunion.info on YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash user Apostolic Communion. And we're also found on Blip TV. Our channel's name is Apostolic Communion Way of Consciousness TV. And the address for that is blip.tv forward slash apostolic dash communion. Thank you again. This is executive producer of the Way of Consciousness Radio Network, Father Brian Michael Rice.